You're listening to Kraken Fancast. The podcast for Seattle Kraken fans. By Seattle Kraken fans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. We are Seattle's podcast by fans and for the fans. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'm here with my colleagues, Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson, for some Seattle Kraken hockey talk. Before we get to all that hockey talk, I want to uh, thank our big sponsor, the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch the game at the Angry Beaver. All right, so uh, for this episode, we've got three games to chat about. Um, since our last episode, there's been, well, there have been four, but the Rangers game was a while ago, and uh, maybe we just soon forget. <laughs> anyway, but uh, three interesting games uh, recently happened. October 24th, uh, an overtime victory. Yes, uh, overtime victory, Seattle Kraken 5. Uh, over the uh, Detroit Red Wings, we got four in that game. Uh, it was part of their long, pretty long road series they've got going on. Um, that was a, that was a fun game to watch. Very even. Um, they were down one nothing kind of early, and then Jaden Schwartz was on fire with a couple of goals. Ty Cartier also came up with it, so they're looking good there, three to one. But then Red Wings found a way to chip back into it with three goals of their own. And Gottesbier, Larkin, and Debrinkat, De, De uh, uh also getting in there. So uh, it was looking tight. Uh, luckily, our boy, our, our main man, Jared McCann, coming through, tying the score four to four and bringing it into overtime. And then Jordan Eberle had a, a beautiful goal uh, uh, to win it in overtime. Didn't have to do any of that shootout business which the uh, Kraken doesn't have a great record on shootouts. So I was really glad they got that within the overtime three-on-three -three, uh, period. So that was a great game. And uh, starting starting uh, things off kind of well there with a couple of points. So they had that going for them. A couple of days later, it's off to Carolina. And uh, they had a tough time with Carolina. Or actually, I take it back. They had a great time with Carolina uh, the week before at home, winning uh, seven to four. Could they do it again? Well, this was a competitive game, a lot more tight. Looked like for a while there, they were uh, picking up where they left off. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand and uh, Shore came up with uh, with a goal. We we're like, who? Devin Shore. Yes, uh, he, he came up with that second goal. It was nice to see. And uh, they seem to be kind of on their way there. Um, the the Hurricanes got another goal in that first period. So it was two to one for a while. Seemed pretty tight. Could have gone either way on the second period, but in the third period, uh, you know, Kotkaniemi, um, uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi uh, tied that up, and so here we go to overtime. And uh, unfortunately, they did not. They were on the losing end of an overtime loss. Did get one point, but Martin Nisas uh, uh, got the game winner. He actually got uh, uh, two goals in that game. So uh, Kraken losing three to two did pick up one point. So hey, three points out of two games, not too bad, not too bad for the for the start of the uh, road road series. Then it was on a little further south down to Sunrise, Florida, to take on the Florida Panthers. Um, this one started off really well. Uh, McCann with the goal in the first period, Ellie Tolvin and getting his first goal of the season in the second period seemed like uh, you know first period and a half or so 
cracking or, or controlling. And then uh, the wheels sort of fell off after that. Forsling, Kachuk, and Cousins getting uh, goals for the Florida Panthers for the rest of that game, later latter part of the second period and the third period. So um, Kraken just could not come up. Uh, it was very even, uh, somewhat an even shot total, 38 to 32 in favor of the Florida Panthers. But uh, Kraken could not pick up a point on that game. So losing on that one. As, as we are recording right now, the Kraken are on their way to Tampa, nearby Tampa area tampa bay take on the lightning uh that'll be happening monday october 30 probably a little bit uh before uh this uh, episode gets released but uh, so obviously we, don't, we won't talk too much about the tampa games let's first uh guys jump into these past three games and what we saw uh jim you know it, it was uh, interestingly uh before i forget joey decord played in all three of these games wondering what's going on there uh i love joey he played his heart out. He broke a record, uh, uh, a team record, which we'll uh, talk about in a second. I mean, that Florida game, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Florida game. Where's the one he had of 42? It was the Carolina game, right? Carolina. Carolina, excuse me. Yeah. I almost said Florida. Um, yeah. I mean, really kept them in that game. It could have been a really lopsided affair. He looked good in a lot of, a lot of these games, but interestingly, no Grubauer. So anyway, Overall thoughts of these games, Jim. What just uh first of all, I will tell you I was on the road for four days. So this was the first time I'd been away to try to get coverage of games. Uh I was in Nashville and it was rather hard. I, I couldn't get any TV, uh, I could hardly get any radio unless I played it on my app. Uh so I just took game notes post for the most part uh and watched the scores that would go by. Uh, it sounds like, you know, judging by the numbers, all the games were one goal games for the most part. And I was too was surprised about the Joey Decord uh, three starts in a row, basically. Uh, got me thinking, like, what's going on? That's that's not Haxtell like. And, uh, you know, the numbers are close on these guys. And of course, that Joey game against Carolina with the 45 saves obviously boosted his numbers a lot. So the numbers are, are greater for Joey. But it was just a bit puzzling for me, uh, and I was wondering if you guys, you know, heard many any rumors or anything that would have caused any of this. But uh, it, just, it just seems strange to me. Yeah, and that just a little underline the little shots. Yeah, so forty-five to twenty-six shots in favor of Carolina Hurricanes on that game. So I mean, he just he was standing on his head and some of those. And um, but yeah, they've been very tight-lipped from what I've heard. Uh, Nathan, you must have been surprised on this, right? You know. Yeah, Jim says it's not very hackstall like, which is true. Um, of course, you start thinking, you know, what's going on that we're not being told again. You know, is Gru healthy? Is there something going on, or is Hackstall, you know, throwing Joey to the wolves to see what he can do to try to mix things up against the league? Last episode, Jim had mentioned that other teams are starting to pick up on the hackstall system. Maybe this is just one way that he's trying to throw things off a bit. I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense when it comes to the goaltending aspect of it. You know, you want to change your lines up and how you present those things. That's one thing. But Joey being in the net three games in a row, good for him. He's he's doing well. Like you said, you know, they had 45 shots blocking 43 of them, which is, I believe, a franchise record for yep. uh, shots uh, blocked. Yep, yep. 
fantastic fantastic gotcha. yes it was great great to see him do that and you know he he and some of the some of the uh goals i mean the goal the losing goal there on the florida game was a weird bounce and so you know he's they're really throwing him right in the fire here and um and maybe that's good in the long term because they are going to probably be leaning more toward group but you know you don't have that situation where oh gosh we have the backup goalie you know his yeah in the previous two years is been okay but you know he hasn't we didn't really know if he was going to end up uh, getting out of the ahl there for a while so does this have something to do with it it's like you know work on him earlier in the year because we're going to need him to be extra good later in the year i wonder so there's a secret sauce to everything we just don't always know what that is <laughs> this organization's really good about keeping their lips pretty sealed shut so i guess we're just gonna have to see how the next uh i don't know six seven games play out I'd like to hear some, uh, see some messages from people if, if they know of anything that we haven't picked up on or anything like that. Any thoughts? Messages. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Info at uh, SeattleCrackenFanCast.com. Uh, that's when you can send us any kind of questions or comments. Uh, we always appreciate seeing those. Um, yeah. What What's up with Grub? I mean, I t- take it we'll we'll see him soon. He's been there. He's been on the bench, but uh, it was interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, what what are the stats looking like, Jim? So, at this point, um, well, first of all, just to go over a couple of those games too that we went through. That you know that game against Detroit was deservedly won by us, and, and that overtime beauty by Ebbs from McCann was nice with eight seconds left. Um, and they, like you said, they've been in every game. Uh, and the that, that that game against Carolina was obviously frustrating for you guys to watch, seeing Joey down on his head and then lose in overtime. And it sounds like we dominated overtime as well. Um, and then you know that 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 last game against Florida, uh, that was kind of it was pretty much a green card game when you look at it. So these are points we got to grab here. If if they're close games, we got to get them. I mean, you know, going over stats right now, we're we're ten games in correct we are two four what's our uh no two, four, two, two five two, and two two five and two so you know right in the middle of the pacific division pack really i mean ahead which, of sharks flames and oilers thankfully the pacific is kind of sucking uh, early on here but you know you said middle of the pack and i was going over some numbers uh today uh just general team and uh, individual stat numbers and we're kind of mid-pack on a lot of this stuff. That's very important. Uh, we've dropped in a couple categories. It was we were number one in on five-on-five five goals for last year, and I can't remember we were at a three-two-five or something on that. But you know, right now our goals for is hanging out at twenty goals. That's twenty-first in the league. That's three-quarter pack roughly. That is a substantial drop, and we know we know goal scoring has been really lacking, right? And you you automatically want to go, you know, a lot of people want to go blame getting rid of three players that were part of that production on that five and five deep in the depth. I'll go over that in just a bit. Um, the, the goals against is respectable where it's always been. And it was, you know, fourth in the league, which is fine at only 30. So we have finally got that power play going up. It's hanging at 20%, which is 14th in the league. PK is mid-pack, uh, 79.2%, 15th in the league. Um, these are mid-numbers here. 
Uh, shots on goal is 18th at 32.1 average. Shots against is on the rise. This was always, we were in the top five of this. It's on the rise now. We're hanging out at 10th at 32.1. Uh, the great category that we love this year so far is face-offs at 50.1. And that's mid-pack. Can we maintain that? It would surely be nice since we're kind of sucking on these other categories, right? Um, obviously, we've talked about Bellamar and what he's done for that and helped. And obviously, side coaching at practice. You can see, guys, everybody's numbers are up on faceoff for the most part. Um, individual stats, guys like obviously McCann and uh, Schwartz are, are doing just where they're supposed to be. You know, both of them got four goals. Schwartz sure looking good right out of the box. You know, the two goal game the other night. And he's getting some beauties. He had that incredible uh, backhand crab walk right down the slot the other day that was gorgeous. Is he uh, getting was, faster or is that just me? No, you know what? He is, he is, if you were to have, he is like the fastest guy in the club. I, hands down. Yeah. I mean, he's just, you know, you want to say like everybody goes like, oh my God, uh, you know, Tanev, right? Tanev's like quick, quick. You know what I mean? And he's got the quick cuts. He, he can yeah, he, turn on a dime and he's got really, power like burst speed but yeah total burst maintain like three, strides, three strides anybody else is one yeah whereas as Schwartz, he's just rocket ship from you know goal line to goal line if he needs yeah. to be and he makes it look and, so easy you're right like tanov's just like running 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 you know he, he had those short little skate yeah. <laughs> skates you know whatever just going back you know but he looks like he's putting so much effort into it Schwartz make it makes it look easy to me and so like and Schwartz's game it, it's really nice. I was watching some of the replays of uh, his goals or his setups tonight, and he's doing smart things like getting the puck on the half board, creating, you know, looking around, creating space. Nobody's coming to him. He'll walk the blue line like a defenseman sometimes on the PP, and then he just kind of wrists it into the slot right where he's supposed to be, and there's the tip in or whatever. He's he's really looking good. I hope it maintains, and I hope we – I know where's the wood? There it is. I hope we don't have any issues like uh, in the past couple of years. So um, <laughs> those guys are doing it, you know. And Dunn, Dunn is uh, leading an assist. Uh, Bjorky's got five. Uh, Borgen's got four. Some of these numbers need to be up on a lot of other players. Uh, points are Dunn and Bjorky. Teddy has no goals. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in just a bit here. I, I'm bringing out the positives first. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah, and Schwartz's got you know six points. Uh, believe it or not, Wes, we know this if you pay attention over the last two and a half years, two years of this club, when he's a plus player, but he's our we only have two players in the plus column and when he's only a plus two and Borgie's only a plus one. So this is a problem. Okay. That means we're not scoring goals, right. As you, as a unit, um, we're playing decent defensively, but uh, penalty a minutes, no surprise here really with Gord. One thing I noticed about him though, uh, over the years, a lot of those penalty minutes were kind of dumb penalties that he would take, you know, really retaliation crap. And he hasn't really been doing, doing that unless he's getting his head taken off. Um, uh, and other than that, <clears throat> you got one shorty on the club from Bellamar. We all saw that that night. That was pretty good. I, I like him on that PP too. Um, shots are being led by McCann and Carche. Not surprising. Schwartz, he's there with 24. Uh, shooting percentage is down for everybody on the club. Schwartz has the highest shooting percentage at 16.7. McCann at 14%. I'm not even going to bring up anybody after that because it's not worthy. Um, Time on ice winners, 
uh, for forwards, uh, Wenberg at 1924, Matty 1847, Ebbs at 1714. Uh, no surprise in the defensive core, our uh, maritime law group, Larson and Dunn. Uh, Larson hanging out at 2405 and Dunn at 2348. Now I've got my red marks here. We all know what's going on. I hope it's not a sophomore jinx. But Maddie's got nine games, zero goals, three assists, and he's a minus 12. Ouch. Ouch. Um, you know, the next player I put in that category, and I'm going to stop after this because everybody else is mid after this. But Eberle needs to step it up. Even though he got that beautiful OT winner, he hasn't really done much. He's nine games, one goal, two assists, and a minus eight. So, you know, these are guys that need to step. And so getting back to that, uh, you know, losing the three players that a lot of people thought were part of this deep six, uh, bottom six that helped us put us over the top, which they did. But that was an anomaly year and situation, and everybody knows it. Um, I went over and took a glance at those guys' numbers and what they're doing and uh, their production and their lines and their time on ice. And let's just look at Sprong. He's playing on the third line over in Chicago. His numbers are okay. There's nothing to write home about. He's got right, two goals. Right. Four, four. I mean, Detroit. Did I say Chicago? Yeah, pardon yeah, me. We'll get yeah, he's across them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pardon me. Uh, Sprong in Detroit. He's got two goals, four assists, uh, six points. He is a tad up on his time on ice, but he's playing on the third, uh, third where he kind of was here most of his career uh, with us. Uh, third line, Donato in Chicago. He's... Two goals, two assists, four points. His minutes are way up. He's averaging six minutes more a game than he did here. He's a, he's hanging out at 17 minutes. He started on the first line, but they bought, brought him down to the third now. And he's playing with um, Corey Perry and Tyler Johnson on that third line. A geeky is playing with a very solid team, as we know. Um, he's Brown. got one goal, two, one goal, two assists with the Bruins and three points total. His minutes are a tad up. Well, actually, they're more than a tad up. He's running about 14, a little over 14 minutes a game. He oh, wasn't getting much. No, and and uh, he's here's the neat thing. He's a plus six. You know, he was always a, a good defensive player here when he came over. They, he really worked on his defensive game. So he's picked that up. He's playing on a line right now. He was up on the first line for a bit with Brad Marchand, which is, was blowing my mind. But that's uh, that experiment has stopped. He is uh, playing with uh, Louis Debr or I said Louis, that's dad. Uh, DeBrusque and uh, the brand new, <laughs> the new rookie Matthew Poderas, who's having a hell of a nice looking rookie year already. Uh, and I'm happy about that. Uh, and he's his uh, his ice time is you know, it's about the same. His shooting, or pardon me, it was up, but his shooting percentage is, is rough like it has been when it was with Seattle. He's only hanging on about seven percent. Well, if this keeps but, up, if this yeah, keeps so, up, you're going to be getting a package from Boston because it's not going to be saying fanatics on it, my friend. Oh, good. Well, so, <laughs> you know, I talk about that with people often. Uh, it's a nice topic of conversation. It's good. And I'm really I'm hoping. But I mean, those numbers aren't doing it right now. Um, but I'll tell you what I, I mentioned. I think I'm not sure if I mentioned it here or if I just babbled it online, but it is a much better system to, for Geeky to play in a Montgomery system than a Haxtell. It's much more, I think it's much more relaxed for him and natural and not such a thought process in every part of the game. Yeah. And um, he just seems like, he seems like he's an all-arounder utility. He can be popped in anywhere at any time if he has to be over there, 
which they tried that here and it just never worked. Right. So getting back to the whole three guys gone, that, that was an anomaly here. And this, uh, this is proof of it here. These are just kind of average numbers. And those guys, you know, system versus system doesn't matter. That was a freaky deal. We'll take it, but you know, you can't just sit there and point fingers that that's why we're down with guys. Like you look at the guys like Bjorkstrand, he's got to step up. Sure. And it's still so early as we say. Oh yeah. It's, it's, yeah, and then of course we've got injuries, but uh, it seems like a lot of teams are just kind of floundering a little bit. I mean, there's a handful that are doing, you know, super excellent. Obviously, you know, Vegas and and Boston and uh, who else looking in the standings? I mean, the Av- Avalanche, Avalanche with a you know six and two. Uh, you know, there's a few that are up there, but everybody else is kind of middle. You know, they're not. You know, the, for instance, the Kraken. I mean, if they could just go on a little two game win streak or something, all of a sudden they'll find themselves in third place of, you know, right. Finds, well, you know, that's what I, knucks I, don't I much. so it's, 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 you know, there's time to write the ship a little bit. Totally. Uh, sure. Totally. I'm just, I'm just right now. I'm just hoping for 500 hockey and then we can just flip the page and start over. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if we could, if we could win, you know, I'd say three out of the next five, I'd have to look at the schedule. Um, Beyond that, we've got games that I know we can win. We've got a, we've had a couple of games where we should have, like we talked about, you know, that just didn't go our way. But just a couple of games, and it can completely change the entire Pacific, at least for those top four or five. Vegas isn't that, going anywhere. Yeah, and on any given day, any of these teams can beat each other, really. I mean, it, playing dominating over a very good Carolina Hurricanes team and then and barely losing to them. I'm losing to them in overtime. That's great. I mean, so it's just uh, who who knows? There's so many factors on it. They've got uh, they've got Tampa uh coming up uh as of uh, this uh this recording and uh and then uh Nashville, Calgary, Arizona, Colorado again and then Edmonton first five games of November. So all formidable opponents, but um, all could be winnable too. Who knows? You know, whoever gets hot and, and if our goalkeepers uh, keep going uh, well and keep playing well rather, and, you know, we'll just, we'll just see, but they've been a little frustrating to watch just because we saw them on such a high at the end of the last season. Sure. So, yeah. expect, you know, you're just going to pick up where you left off. Cause we saw that we're seeing that with Vegas, of course, and, and some of the other teams, but not worried yet, but uh, just uh, cause for a little concern, I guess. Um, also, I was besides uh Kraken, I was checking out the Coachella Valley firebirds. They've uh, they've got five games and actually they, They've got a lot of games in hand. A lot of the teams in the AHL have like eight or nine, seven, eight, nine games already. And the Coachella's only played five as of this recording. And I just watched them earlier on AHL TV. I ended up uh, springing for a few bucks to watch that throughout the year. See, you see our boys like Shane Wright, who today got the overtime win against the San Jose Barracuda. San Jose is the San Jose Sharks affiliate. Uh, they won. Uh, they won that game. I think it was five to four. I believe. I don't have that in front of me, but I do know that they are three and two uh, in the uh, Pacific Division of the AHL. So they're off and running. Chris Drieger has uh, played the first four games, but they have a new goalie, backup goalie, Alice Stezka, and he played his first game in the AHL today and and came up with a win, overtime win. So 
cheers to him and uh, cheers to the guys in Coachella to keep keep doing that up well. Um, oh, and you know an interesting thing, uh, guys. Uh, we we're talking about players. You didn't you didn't mention one. Other, not that I expected to to Jim, but uh, one guy that also left that people grew fond of was Martin Jones. And I'm looking at the AHL stats, see how Drieger's doing. He's like I think uh, fourth. Uh, as far as goal, goals against average so far in the young AHL season uh, for all the goalies. But I looked a little further down. There was Martin Jones. He's playing for the Toronto Marlies and didn't have any room for him up at the big club. Yep. That's uh, kind of been his career here in the last five years, four years anyway, that, you know, late FA signing for a third type goalie on the roster. I mean, that's, you know, we got him because of injuries, right? And then he did his thing. He's, kicked ass with 25 wins got us to put us where we were you know deserve where we the whole team got to it because of him um you know and he doesn't get as much credit as he should have but you know just like any attendee he had some rough games there and then he lost his uh, technically position one after grew got hot then so there was a little back and forth there and grew got hot at the right time but yeah, you know, Jonesy, he's just he's kind of that in that part of his career, those guys. He's he's good enough to be on an NHL or professional roster. Uh, if you get injury depleted, you can get the call type of deal. Maybe he'll just do great, maybe he won't. Um, but yeah, there's several tenders in that position in the league, actually. Absolutely. Well, and and Drieger right now, you know, he's a little odd man out, but at least he's getting some time to play and uh and uh, keep Coachella uh, doing well, hopefully. Um, so, okay, well, that's it for the Kraken news. Uh, we'll uh, be jumping back in in probably uh, seven, eight days. We'll come back with and talk about the next three games. I do want to mention uh, our, our send our condolences and sadness for some sad news in the uh, hockey world. Uh, ice hockey player, American ice hockey player, Adam Johnson, former uh, Pittsburgh Penguin, uh, also had a number of years in the AHL. Uh, Died in a freak accident, freak play. Uh, he was playing for the Nottingham uh, Nottingham Panthers in the British League, and uh, weird, fluky play. Uh, Nathan, I think you you saw it a little more than I did. I've just been reading text on it. I haven't really wanted to watch the video. I know it's posted, but it sounds like there was a big collision, and one of the guys' skates was just kind of flailing around and hit Adam in the neck. Is that what we heard? Is that yeah? Yeah, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, two players were going, uh, jocking each other for the puck or uh, whatnot, and one player's leg came up and his skate just came and hit Adam right in the neck. Neck went down like a sack of potatoes, uh, Adam did. And uh, they immediately came out. Everybody started panicking and scrambling and getting people out there trying to get him off the ice, and uh, it just uh, – it was too late, and he succumbed to those injuries, unfortunately. It's real sad to see. So it kind of is a testament to make sure, you know, like Jim was saying before we did this, you know, they've implemented neck guards in the junior leagues and whatnot for years. And, uh, you know, my son playing 8U hockey, you know, we made sure that he's got one, and all my kids on our team, they, they make sure that they're wearing them. But I'd really like to see the NHL implement something, whatever that looks like, this this is something that is very few and far between, obviously. It's just a freak thing. But uh, none of us on the ice are 100% protected without something like that. It could happen to 
any time and it's very sad to see so make sure if you're playing hockey or you have a little one or anybody at that age playing hockey they're wearing the proper protection it can save your life yeah amen yeah i I, i'd like to add uh that um you know obviously i'm an old guy and we never had any stuff like that through all my i mean it's available but i i still don't do that but i you know you talk about go ahead Okay. Oh. All right. And, uh, but yeah, Nathan, I, I, Nathan, I, I actually, we'll, we'll just say Nathan's off. Uh, speaking of hockey, Nathan's got to run on the hockey. So good luck in your game, Nathan. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you guys. Absolutely. Hey, hey, just remember this, Nathan. If you're on the ice for two minuses, get the hell off. Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. All uh, right. Nathan, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. All right, Jim, go ahead. What, what were your thoughts? Um, on? So, yeah, I saw the, you know, when that hole started up with the net guards, it's been in the league for quite some time, actually, uh, as far as amateur goes. And I believe the net guards started in major junior in Quebec league first. And uh, as far as I can tell, collegiate's doing it. Uh, a lot of them are implemented into like uh, their, their undergarment shirt, you know, and they're usually like this little thin foam with a Kevlar type of protection. Uh, and then that's even transferred over in some companies coming up with uh, sock protection, both um, under shin guard socks that come up to the knee and also some outer socks, you know, practice type socks that uh, are like a Kevlar weave thing to help stop against slashes. And, you know, Nathan was talking about few and far between as far as accents. You, I, Chris, you remember the 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 Malarchuk. Clay Malarchuk injury. That yeah. was, Who was he playing with? He was, remember which yeah, team? well, he was with Buffalo, remember? Buffalo, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was a nasty. We all saw it on TV. And, you know, the two things. They got to him happened, right away, fortunately. Two things happened in that that saved his life. He knew what to do, which was to grab his fingers and put pressure point on the, you know, uh, juggler or whatever, whatever, you know, medical term that is, uh, and got to the bench quickly. And the trainers responded perfectly and that's what saved his life um you know there's been other incidents obviously and it, just the other night a bruin player uh took a nice skate up by the eye as well so the, it is few and far between but it happens to a lot but you know what the amount of near misses is insane i mean i've had many near misses and i see them all the time on nhl games you know when, especially when the, the players get checked over the boards and do you know, go over backwards and the skates are in the air and the guys are sitting on the bench. Those, those are like machetes flying through the air at the bench. So it's a, it's a crazy deal. Also, a, you know, and there are other times where, you know, this, I've we've seen this a little more with younger players. I don't know if it's because older players know how to are bulky enough or know how to stop. But I think back, you know, when I was a kid, you know, uh, or I was probably, well, I guess I was in my twenties because he's a, he was a few years younger. But the Travis Roy, uh, oh yeah, the BU player, and he just the was boarding thing, got a board, and he just he just fell, just slammed into a board and, and screwed up his spine. Yeah. He was, he was first, first shift, correct? He was. I know that's. I mean, more tragic. His very first shift. He was a promising young, you know, kid, college star. Tragic. Yeah. That happened, yeah. That happened over twenty five years ago. God, it's been that long. Yeah, he was I know. Aim kid, and uh, 
And uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was again, a fluky thing, but sometimes you hear that, you see these guys going into the boards and sometimes they're not coming back playing hockey again. No, we don't hear about it. They didn't, they didn't, you know, have, you know, they they didn't, they didn't, weren't, you know, uh, hurt in any permanent ways necessarily, but I mean, they couldn't play again or things like that. it, It does. It's, it's, it's an intense sport. And it's 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 hard on bodies, and but fluky things can happen. But fluky things can happen in a lot of the sports too. You know, I think even baseball. You know, when I was, when I, this was when I was a little little kid. And you know, uh, God, I don't even remember it. But Tony Canigliaro, the Boston, oh, yeah. Fox, you know, getting pummeled in the eye. He still even came back and played for a handful of years, kind of miraculously. But he was never the same player. Right. Um, right. And there are others too. You know, it's it's stuff. So just protect yourself keep your you know eyes open and um and then hopefully there are people around you i mean you want to be protected as much as you can but hopefully there are people around you a good medical staff good coaching right. staff knows knows what to do so right. you get hit in the yeah the carotid artery i think is what we were thinking that, that that's the term it right knew right away what to do but um yeah who knows it sounds like this was so sudden on johnson that you didn't see it coming and it was pretty harsh so anyway our 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 we're feeling for everybody, man. That's really awful to see. So, or uh, anybody out there who knew Adam, because I think we do know some people who knew him or or, or paths crossed with him, and uh, always heard, uh, you know, reading a lot of things. He was very well praised guy. So, sad day in the hockey world for that. So, anyway, sorry to finish off on that, but uh, anyway, it's something I felt we should mention. But we do have more hockey, more Seattle Kraken hockey coming up. And uh, we'll be back in a handful of days uh, to talk about all that. So uh, anyway, and maybe we'll uh, press on Nathan to see how he did on his game, too. We'll get those stats. <laughs> Minus two. What did you do, Nathan? Anyway. Yep. All right. Well, Jim, thanks a lot. Uh, also for our producer, uh, Jay Middleton, thanks very much. Remember, oh, before I forget, folks, remember, we got T-shirts. We got T-shirts. We've got Dunn and Lawson Law Group shirts. We've got Kraken Fancast shirts. Um, you can go to our website, SeattleKrakenFanCast.com, and get these fine uh, pieces of clothing. We've sold a bunch, but we've got a bunch left. So uh, we want to make sure that you're out there. If you have any interest, you'll have some very unique wear to take to a Kraken game. So, yes, uh, and you'll help out this uh, podcast a lot, too. So it keep, keeps us doing what we're doing. I, I might add that Rob Cutmore, uh, who's a follower of ours and a very nice guy, uh, he purchased, he got his uh, in the mail and he's ecstatic about it. And he he gave us a little uh, boost post and promoted it and it got heavy action. So for all those people that say you want it, go out and get it, please. Absolutely. Thanks to Rob Cutmore for that. And thanks for the order, Rob, and and the and the uh, internet love. Yes, exactly. We're, we're getting a lot of people, hey, that's a really great shirt. Where, where do I get it? Well, there you go. You can email us at info at seattlecrackandfancast.com or just go to our website, seattlecrackandfancast.com. There's a little shop link there and you can uh, pick up the shirts and we'll get them out to you as soon as we can. So keep that in mind. Also, keep in mind that we're on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Cast Kraken. We're on Instagram. Follow us, like us, post about us, whatever. Just just stay in touch with us that way as well. Also, we want to always thank our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash Kraken Fancast. 
Thanks so much for your support. And thanks for listening. And um, Jim, you got one more thing to say? Angry Beaver, baby. And the Angry Beaver. Go see our buddy Tim Pipes and buy lots of food and drink at the Angry Beaver. Keep him in business. Actually, he's, Yes, good he's, time. Well, this is his Christmas, right? Because, you know, in the summertime, it's so slow there. And I know he's always like, oh, you know, complaining. Can't wait for hockey season. Now hockey season has arrived. Beavers starting to get a lot more crowded and everything, of course, during cracking games, particularly, particularly cracking away games. So good good for Timmy and good for that uh, great bar, the Angry Beaver up on Greenwood Avenue in Greenwood. Please support our friend up there. All right. Anyway, so for Jim, for Jay, Nathan, I'm Chris Porter. Thanks so much for listening to us. We'll be back in a few days. Until then, as always, we say, go, go Kraken. Kraken.